Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are talking with Annette Smith. Annette is an entrepreneur, like she calls herself, boss babe, of lip service beauty. And Annette and I had this great chat about the importance of using products that are all plant-based, that are no harmful chemicals, no harmful substances, no preservatives. And she dives in and she shares with us the journey that she has been on that brought her to now to create this business. And she created this business, this side hustle business, just over a year ago and has already left a very successful job that she loved, but she really knew that she could not do both the way that she was doing it because she started to recognize some of those symptoms that she went through in the earlier years. As she describes the definite, the serious health issues that she went through. And that is a very passionate wellness advocate. And after enduring a severe grand mal seizure caused by extreme stress and exhaustion, she went on a mission to detox, detoxify her life as much as possible. Through this journey, she, she came to discover ingredients matter, whether they be in the food that we eat or in the products that we use, the people that we choose to surround ourselves with or the job we keep. See, I love this. I love that she talks about this because it's not just about the food that we eat. It's what we are surrounding ourselves with on a daily, daily basis. Annette has her own business, Lip Service Beauty, and makes all of her own natural cosmetics by hand. She is a stepmom of four and a dog mom of one. Love dog moms. When I can't thank Annette enough for being so real in this episode, she shares the three main tips of what she has learned in order to create massive change in her life, as well as almost giving you permission to listen and tune into what your body is trying to tell you, because it just really blows my mind to think that we can push our body to a point that it finally says enough is enough and you experience a grand mal seizure in that shopper's drug mark. And I can't even fathom what that was like. And as she shares with us that six years ago, she still is going through some of these issues, some of this testing, and it's still a factor for her. So as we do this, I mean, again, our stories all matter and they shape us into who we are now. So as Annette has explained, she explained her backstory, her back history and what her business is doing now and how it's just expanding into more in the future. It's a phenomenal story. So I cannot thank you enough and that for being so real in this episode, I know you will have some huge takeaways. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are chatting with Annette Smith. And Annette and I have not met in person, but we've actually connected online in our group, and it's been awesome. So Annette is an entrepreneur that she's going to tell us about her journey. So I'm so excited to have you here, Annette. Thank you so much for having me, Marsha. My pleasure. My pleasure. So before we even get started, I want to ask a few questions so people can get to know who you are, if that's sure. okay with you. Perfect. Where are you from? I live in Grimsby, Ontario, so it's in the Niagara region. Mm -hmm. Have you always I, lived there? No, I grew up in Paris, Ontario, so it's a small little yep. town yep. Um, in southern Ontario, and I lived in Toronto for 15 years in between my stint in Paris and Grimsby. <laughs> So Paris and Grimsby, I can see, how big is Grimsby? I don't even know, actually. Um, um, it's, it's pretty small. Yeah, I can see yeah. Paris and Grimsby being very similar, and then yes. Toronto must have been just a very different. Oh, totally different. Yeah. It was like a whirlwind, busy, busy, busy. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind going to Toronto for the weekend and seeing things, but then I hit a, a threshold. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go home. <laughs> it's totally. Just, yeah, me too. It's too much. It's too much, yeah. Are you a reader? Yes, but I tend to listen to my books. I love Audible. Mm -hmm. I actually, um, 
I think I started a couple of years ago with Audible and it's, it's almost become my preference for most books. There's a few books I've listened to and then I went and bought the book, but mm-hmm. I mean, Audible's definitely become something that I love. So do you have a favorite book or an impactful book that you have listened to lately? I do. Um, it's not one I listen to lately, mm-hmm. but it's one that's very impactful for me. And it's a really unconventional one, but I love Recovery by Russell Brand. Oh, I've actually so, had that on my list to get. It is a book uh, designed for addicts and mm-hmm. it has the 12 steps, but Russell Brand sort of Russell Brandalizes it. <laughs> and there's a lot of F-bombs. So if yeah. you don't like swearing, this book is not for you. <laughs> but um, it came to me at a time in my life where I really needed it. Okay. Um, I was using alcohol to cope with a lot of struggles in my life. And yeah. it really like was a wake up call that I needed. Awesome. I love his approach. I've actually listened to him on a couple of podcasts and I just, I, I, I love how he openly is talking and about, you know, his struggles, his journey and how real he is. So Mm. that's actually one that I had on my list to go back to and get. So there you go. I will definitely do that. There's also a workbook component that goes with okay. it. So I listened to it first and then I downloaded the workbook. And man, if you want to get real about stuff that's going on in your life, it's so incredible. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome because that stuff is, I mean, that's, that's, that's work, right? Like it's mm-hmm. work to realize. I have a friend right now who is going through this, just recognizing the role alcohol has played. And Mm -hmm. it was like, it's been such an eye opener for her. I'm so proud of her for what she's doing right now. And I would think there's different levels and different, I mean, we're all in different states, but it's realizing that like, do I want to have a drink or do I need to have a drink? And those become two very different phrases. So I love that he is talking and sharing the way that he does. And the other one I love is Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard on his yeah. is amazing, but he is very, very open about his journey. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Do you have a favorite quote? I do. And I actually wrote it down because I thought you were going to ask me this question um, (laughs) because I wanted to make sure I got it right. So I actually have a tattoo of an arrow on my foot because of this quote. Do not. Okay, go ahead. The quote is, an arrow can only be shot by pulling it backward. When life is dragging you back with difficulties, it means you're about to launch into something great. So just focus and keep aiming. Oh, do you have the whole tattoo on your foot? No, just an arrow. Just an arrow. See, that actually... Um, I knew we were going to connect for a reason. My that is, I have two tattoos that I would love to get. Um, if I do it, we'll, we'll see if I do, but two things, one is a lotus flower and one is an arrow. If oh. you could combine the two of them into a tattoo, I'm done because the lotus flower goes <laughs> through the mud and an arrow, I have one in my office, has always been my my go-to, right? And my right go-to on. quote in the fact that I'm like, okay, so the arrow's being pulled back again. We're going to pull it back again. Yeah. You have to pull back to launch. And there are times in our life where it feels like it's a consistent, constant pulling back. And, but if we can stay that course, it can actually launch us into places that we wouldn't have got to. Exactly. So right. the tattoo is just a little reminder. Love it. Yeah. Love, love, love that. Thank you for using that quote. I love it. Of course. So a mentor that you has made an impact in your life? It can be um, someone you know, someone you don't know. Hmm. This is a tough one because I really um, have two. You can have two. Yeah, I have two. One is my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, I looked up to her a great deal. um, And I truly believe, like people kind of joke in my family and call me Joyce Jr. Um, I'm a lot like her. And yeah, I just always looked up to her as a kid. I just thought she was such a strong woman and nice. she was such a great role model to have in my life. Yeah. Um, and the second person, and she, if she's listening, is going to probably be surprised, but it's Sarah Swain. Mm-hmm. Um, she is my business coach currently, and I, I absolutely adore her. And she, she has like this immense love and care for what she does, but she also knows how to kick your ass when you need it. So she's she amazing. Not? Yeah. <laughs> She, she absolutely does. We went through a really tough time in this last month. And I'm not going to share the details, you know, but, um, and I remember saying to her, like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, pretty sure you don't have any excuses now. And I was like, oh my God, I actually needed somebody to say that. I didn't need the coddling handholding. I needed someone to say that. So as a business exactly. coach, 
I'm telling you women, if you are, you know, great Canadian women, um, podcast summit platform. I couldn't agree more with you that if you are somebody growing a business, you definitely want to be following her in some way, shape or form because she gives concrete things that you can use to work and improve your business. So I also really admire her integrity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you just mm -hmm. see her playing full out all the time and it's yeah. just so inspiring. It's not just talk, right? Like yeah. You see her actually doing what she's asking everyone to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. So hopefully she hears this. Um, <laughs> can I ask you one more question? What lights you up? Like what drives you? What motivates you? What is just like, it fires you up and you're like, yeah, more of that. Hmm. I would say probably connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, one of the things I love the most about running my own business is all the events that I get to go to and the networking and meeting so many other women entrepreneurs like that just lights me up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you are in the right field because if you, I mean, I would not want to be um, an introvert, not wanting to be around people trying to do what you're doing. Yeah, right. that yeah, would obviously. be probably pretty terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would work very well. No. So, so you have your own business. We're going to talk about where you are right now. And you yeah. recently left a full-time job to yep. keep up with, can I say, because your business is growing fast, but to keep yeah. up with the demand in your business. So tell us a little bit about your business and what you're doing now. Yeah, so I hand make completely all natural cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, so everything is pretty much plant based. Um, I source my ingredients as locally and as ethically as I can. Awesome. Um, and my mantra is ingredients matter. Um, so my, my whole premise of starting this was I was so frustrated at not being able to find cosmetics that were entirely all natural mm -hmm. and getting frustrated with the amount of ingredients that are listed, oh. the ingredient list not making any sense. So right. I just wanted to simplify this. So it's like, you can read the ingredients, you know what it is. My products are so natural. You could literally eat them. I, I heard you say that once. And I was like, really? Like I couldn't, that is just, I mean, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it, but <laughs> But it's okay. It's okay if you did. It's okay if you did. Yeah. So the products that you offer are what? Yeah. So it's funny. When I first started this business, I um, predominantly made lip products. So yeah. like lip balms, lip plumps, lip scrubs. And I started evolving into more cosmetics. So right now I offer like a lash growth elixir. I have solid perfume salves, a brow balm, and I'm actually working on a loose blush and bronzer and a mascara. Mm. Oh, and I, I think I just heard something recently about mascara being one of the most toxic um, it's things out there. I, I was in it, to, even if you're buying it from, and this was from a, like a clean beauty company, and they were saying it is truly one of the toughest products to have like as clean as possible. Is that fair? Yeah. So it's been in testing for about six months and the okay. biggest struggle I'm, I'm having right now is that, um, it's running like it's, if yeah. it's not waterproof for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's no way to make it waterproof all natural. And so I'm trying to just tweak the formula a little bit so it can at least, um, be okay if you're wearing it like outside in the heat. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So you, so you're going through this testing time right now. Yes. Awesome. Like, yes. And so how, what's the testing process like for you? Like how does, yeah, it's literally just friends and family and I'm like, yep. here you go. Give me yep. your feedback. And yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That, cause I'm going to go and make the assumption, obviously no animal testing with anything that you're nope. using. The only animals we test on is people ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. So you just keep tweaking it to the point and, and to find something that works. So you can exactly. see it expanding into those areas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How long have you been in business? Officially in business just over a year. So celebrated my Seriously. first year on June 1st. Yeah. So one year and your little side hustle business is now something that you are doing full time. Full time hustle. That's so awesome. I love those stories. Absolutely love those stories. And we were just talking before we started recording at how um, those last, probably what last few weeks, months, how it was a bit nutty trying to juggle both. So nutty trying to juggle both. Like I look back now and I'm not even entirely sure how I did it. 
Yeah, probably not as like not as efficient or, or as well as we, as we could have. I think what happens when we get that nutty is, well, not I think, I know, is that we lose like we lose a self-care aspect because we, we just start putting our head down trying to get stuff done, right? Trying 100%. to get it done. 100%. Like um, I, my sleep cycle was so off because I would wake up at like four or five in the morning mm-hmm. to make lip balm, mm-hmm. go do my job and then come home and like keep stickering or, you know, answer your emails and deal with social media and all the things. So it was a lot. Uh, it had to be you. I mean, when you batch things, cause I've seen your pictures, like when you do batch, like how much are you doing at one time on average? Oh God. It really depends on like what's going on. But mm-hmm. if I have like a couple wholesale orders or something that I'm trying to get out at one time, like I could be working on like four to eight batches at the same time. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, yeah. So that's, so now do you feel like you have a little bit more balance back in your life again? Yes. 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 It's and, funny because as soon as you create that space, right? Yeah. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I appreciate this space. But now that there's space, it can grow even more. I always well, find. It's funny. I was actually just telling a friend yesterday that um, it's like the instant I mentally decided mm-hmm. that I wanted to focus 100% on lip service beauty. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden I got like all these cool opportunities came along. I got a bunch of wholesale orders, yeah. like in sizes that I've never seen before. It's so cool. Like this last month has been my highest grossing month um, to date. Oh. Are you serious? That's pretty cool for my first month being solo. So yes. And then I think you, I think you pretty much just proved that right there that you created the space and then that opened up all the other opportunities. A hundred percent. Yeah. I always, you know, I mean, I've been in a spot because I've similar, I was working full time and still do work and other, and then doing the coaching and everything in the afternoon. And I got to a space where I was like, nope, I'm not adding new clients. There's no new clients coming in like training wise as things change, as people travel, as they retire, like we'll create space. And every time there's more space, it's like, boop, there's another client. There's another coaching client. There's another, like, it's like, it's just that space that's there. Totally. So the, the leap, was it, was it a challenge to make that leap from um, juggling both to saying, no, I'm all in with this? Or was it like, no, it's time. How did you, how did you work through that process? It's a great question because I think a lot of people build businesses because they have the end goal of wanting to leave their job. Right. And truthfully, that wasn't the case for me. I actually really loved my job. Yeah. Um, So it was really hard for me to make that decision. But I knew, like, I just knew it got to a point where I was struggling so much internally Mm -hmm. and I wasn't able to take care of myself anymore. And fitness and health and wellness is like super important to me. And Mm -hmm. like, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you like the last time I worked out in my final days, you know what I mean? So it got to the point where I was like, no, I need to do this for myself, for my family, like, you know, give, give them me back. You know what? You, you've said so many things there that I think are really, really important. And as I talk to moms with young kids and I talk to and connect one of the things it's like, it, that is such a consistent message as people, I say people, women be, have become resentful of trying to juggle and take care of everyone else. And then there's nothing left for them or no one is taking care of them. And I mean, I know that was a big paintbrush. I'm talking specifically about someone that I have worked with lately because I, and I did it, I've done it too. So it's not anything I haven't done. And, but it's a fact that all of a sudden it's like, you, you know what, who is going to do that though? If you don't like, no one's going to do it for you. Like exactly. you have to do that yourself. You have to make yourself that priority because at the end of the day, that's a great message to be sending your kids is the fact that they have to do the same thing. Like no one's going to come and make it better and take care of you. You have to do that yourself and initiate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I've been down this road before where I've burnt out. So mm-hmm. I knew that I, I had to make a decision or I was going to wind up being in the same place I was before. So that's like a good segue. Cause I was going to ask you, right. I mean, I was going to, I know we, we alluded to it before, but we're going to talk about it now is that, did you recognize those symptoms? And it's like, no, no, not going here again. Like I'm not doing this again. So you have experienced that burnout mm-hmm. and obviously some fairly significant health issues that we will talk about, but is that what happened? Did you recognize those feelings? And it was like, nope, not happening. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I was like, this is not going to happen to me again. 
So what did it feel like in that time before you made that decision? How did you, like, how fast did you recognize it? And what were some of the things you recognized? I remember having a conversation with one of my best friends right after Christmas because mm -hmm. holiday was insane for me trying to balance both roles. So my, yeah. my former role was in a retail capacity. So that's already um, busy. Yeah. Like and in a yeah. senior management position. So, I mean, a lot of responsibility yeah. on top of trying to, you know, manage my, my side hustle at the time. And, um, I felt so exhausted like after Christmas and I, I remember starting to have a conversation with one of my best friends about like I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do this and that was like the beginning I well, think as soon as you say it right yeah, yeah. say it and it's like yeah. you already know the answer that this isn't working yeah right yeah and um and I actually have to really um hand it to my boss so my boss at my job, we had a really great relationship and we had some pretty tough conversations and real conversations about, you know, where I was at and, um, and that sort of led to the ultimate decision. So, and I'm grateful for that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Very open conversation. See, and here's the thing. A lot of women too will also look at that, that that's weakness. Like that's weakness that we can't do it all. I don't know why we said who said we had to do it all, but we like, we did that. Um, yeah. we did and we accepted that role, but there's this, this thing about like, I, that's a weakness. Right. And I certainly the complete opposite. I see that as 1000% strength is recognizing yeah. what you can do as well as you want to do. You can do like 10 things half ass, or you could do like two things and do them really well. Absolutely. There's so much strength in letting go sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit of a shift in identity. How long were you there for? For just over four years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So a shift in identity, especially coming from a senior management position. So you mm -hmm. had to learn how to, I mean, I'm assuming you obviously have taken some of those skills into your business and that's why it's also been successful. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I definitely learned leadership skills, not even just leadership about leading other people, but leadership skills for myself yeah. um, that I've been able to take into my business for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So some of those feelings that you talked about when you said you recognize them, you said it was that fatigue, right? It's that mm -hmm. fatigue, the overwhelm, um, anything else that just any other feelings that you kind of went, Oh no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So, you know, I, a couple years back, I had a major health scare mm -hmm. and, um, my life, I would describe it back then as very whirlwindy. And okay. I started to feel like that was happening again. Like everything was really whirlwindy and I couldn't like grab a hold of anything. Do you mm -hmm. know if that makes sense? No, um, that's a great description yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you're whirlwindy, we're not anchored. And we're, we're, when we're that, and I actually quite like that description, but when we are in that state, we are reacting to everything that is happening to us, right? Everything mm -hmm. feels like we're being pulled in a bazillion directions. We aren't in control. We don't have, we're not grounded. We're not at our best. We're, um, I find when I'm in those states and I just finished that early bird launch and I'm totally, that was me. Um, it was like, yeah, I'll take a day off and rest. And it needed like three days because yeah. one day was like nothing. And it's, it takes longer to recover. I find it takes longer to recover. It's not like you just go and get one good night's sleep and you're feeling better. It's when you get to that state where you're almost like, it's not run down. We're approaching burnout. We're approaching yeah. burnout, two different things. Well, I took a vacation um, mid-February for a week, went away to Punta Cana, which was awesome. But yeah. honestly, I, I didn't feel like that was enough. No. I felt like I needed like a month. <laughs> yeah. So this, yeah. so those are other good signs, right? It's just yeah. not enough time in order to, um, to recover. And I, I love that you said that we went to Hawaii last year for a family vacation and I think it was 12 days and I'm, t I'm totally truthful. It was about day six where I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm feeling a little bit more human now. Like I, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not ladies. There's not a badge of honor. <laughs> just, it is not a badge of honor. Um, we keep finding ourselves in that spot. So, so what did you go through before that led you, obviously led you into all of this? Tell everyone what, what you went through healthcare wise. Yeah. So um, about six years ago, I was living in Toronto at the time and yeah, my life was a whirlwind. I worked for a uh, very like 
a corporate role, but it was like very high pressure and a lot of travel. So I was living out of suitcases, living out of hotels, Mm -hmm. which sounds glamorous, but it really isn't. Um, And, you know, I was with a a partner who was really um, mentally and emotionally abusive. And so Mm -hmm. there was a lot of whirlwindy things Mm -hmm. happening in my life at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, so one day I was in a shopper's drug mart. I was by myself and Mm -hmm. I had a grand mal seizure. Oh, it's got goosebumps. You were in a store by yourself when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And and you've no history, right? Like no No. history of epilepsy, no history of any. No. And I had no idea what was happening to me at all. Um, So I remember getting like woken up by EMS and then basically telling me that I was like out for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. So, I mean, did, did anyone like, please tell me somebody stopped and helped right away. Yeah. Like I think the people who worked in the store oh, like came around, like there was like scary. a definite crowd around me when like it happened. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I had hit my head as well, but it wasn't like hard and like my mm-hmm. head was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember afterwards, like my recovery because I was seized for so long and so deeply that right. my whole body felt like I had been like run over by a Mack truck. Like, I was in so much pain. Like it took me two weeks, I think, before I was actually like up and moving again. Wow. Yeah. It, it, I've heard that because the tension that you go through, your body goes through in the seizure itself. Yeah. It's like, it's so for a 10 minute state, like that's just so, there's so much that the body has to release after that. Yeah. Like I thought I had experienced exhaustion before mm-hmm. that happened. That is like, unlike any exhaustion I've ever felt in my entire life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you then have this happen. You have two weeks to recover. I'm assuming you're going through all kinds of tests at this point. They're doing oh, yeah. to figure out what happened. Oh yeah. And they so can, as I go started going to see all these specialists and I started to see all the reports that were coming back. Yeah. Um, one thing was pretty obvious that I was not eating well. So at the time, um, you know, I'm in my early thirties when this happened, I weighed 95 pounds, which is not okay. Not okay. But I was so busy and so whirlwindy that I didn't even realize like this was happening to me. And I also um, started to see like more and more specialists and all my blood levels were off. Like I was anemic. I was like deficient in every vitamin you can think of. Hair was falling out of my head. Like I had bald spots the size of loonies and toonies on my head, but I was so busy that like I didn't even notice. I, wow. Wow. Yeah. I am, I, I'm stunned. I, but I, I know someone's going to be able to relate to this because you know, we are so busy doing the do and doing and keeping up and managing all of the fires and all the things that are happening sometimes that we really do think about ourselves last. Yeah. It's like, when did I eat last? When did I do? I'd have no idea. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So as you were taking that two weeks there and going through and resting and you're doing appointments and stuff, Mm -hmm. was there a doctor or somebody who was like, okay, So what's going on? Or like, is there, was there like, how did you start to piece it together to say, you know, um, am I I epileptic? Like what happened? Yeah. I mean, definitely it wasn't wrapped up in that two weeks and I'm still like going through testing. So to share with, with everyone, like I actually still can't drive legally um, because of it. Um, So I've been going through like sleep tests. I've been going through like, you know, epilepsy tests. It's pretty confirmed at this point. Like I do not have epilepsy. Yeah. Um, And it's pretty confirmed that the, the seizure was likely caused by stress and malnutrition. Um, However, in some of my recent sleep tests, I um, have been having like these little micro seizures in my sleep. Oh, wow. And so I'm still considered a liability mm, to drive a car. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes things a little bit more challenging for you for what you do and how you like travel. I mean, I mean, we do it. Of course yeah. you do it, but it just, yeah. I mean, I get it. I understand. I was a district manager for four years and used public transit, like go trains via whatever to get around. So yeah. there's, when, when there's a will, there's a way. Of course. And you'll figure it out. Of course. I mean, there, for anybody listening, I just probably hope you took a couple of your excuses and went, mm, not really a big excuse, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, just put things back in perspective. So stress, like stress and malnutrition, 
understanding the power of that. You know, I always talk about with my clients, like our bodies are machines, right? And yeah. we tend to take better care of our cars than we do of our bodies for the most part. And, and until something goes wrong that we're like, Oh, right. And you know, you don't need to go through this. Let's do get like 30 days of, you know, exercise three times a week, get in shape, lose the weight. And then off you go. No, it's a daily, it's a regular, regular commitment right? It's a regular 100%. commitment. It's ongoing. And I'm still yeah. like a work in progress. I'm still sure. working on myself all the yeah. time. Wow. So no wonder that that must have been a point where you just went, when you were starting to feel that overwhelm kick in, the burnout feelings that it's like, mm, I'm not going this way again. I'm yeah. not doing this. Exactly. Wow. So how did you make changes in that time? Like you, I mean, you obviously didn't, well, maybe you did. Did you overhaul everything like all at once or how did you? It was step by step. Okay. So I, I would say there's like three major overhauls that I did. Mm -hmm. um, so the first one was definitely like my food and nutrition. Mm -hmm. So, and like fitness, I guess I'd lump into that as well. So I started supplementing because my body, I'd done so much damage to my body that like yeah. it couldn't even absorb the normal vitamins and minerals and nutrients that food provides. So wow. I started supplementing, started making my own meals, started bringing my own lunches. Um, in fact, I actually ended up going to culinary school because I loved cooking so much. Oh, wow. Look at yeah. that. What it, yeah. Isn't that an interesting, that's an interesting yeah. flip, right? Yeah. yeah. Never did anything with it professionally until okay. I started my own business. Yeah. Now I'm developing recipes or formulas for my products. So who it's knew true. that it would yep. come in handy later, right? Exactly. Um, step two was kind of my like relationships. Mm -hmm. So, you know, relationships with other people, but also the relationship with myself. So I started seeing a therapist. Um, as I explained earlier, my partner at the time was pretty toxic. And mm -hmm. as I started doing all this work on myself, I made the bold decision to finally leave him. Mm -hmm. And at the time when we were in our final days, he was diagnosed bipolar oh, and no. decided to stop medicating himself. And that was like a personal choice that he made. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing, you know, I could do about it anymore. And unfortunately, you know, I made the decision to leave him in the middle of the night with two suitcases and nothing else. Wow. And stayed with friends until I got my own place. And I remember this because it happened like around Christmas and New Year's. And so it was New Year's Eve. I got the keys to my new place. Mm -hmm. And I was with my best friend sitting on the floor, mm -hmm. eating like takeout and like, you know, champagne in a solo cup, red solo cup. Oh my and, gosh. Like, no furniture. Like, what the hell am I doing? Oh my God but it was like the best decision I ever made. Like I remember in that moment being like so terrified, but so free. Like I finally had broken away from this mess. You know, and here's, I, I love what you just said there. And I want to just reiterate that a little bit for everybody is we spend so much time trying to make it either perfect or set everything up perfectly before we make the decision, right? Like we try and make it all be such a way so that when we make the decision, everything's already in place. And you know what? That stops us from making a lot of decisions. So you're just picturing, right? That it's like, now I have my own place. I don't have anything in it and I don't care because this is, I chose to do this, right? So it's just, you kind of started that, that process of making those decisions and then life starts to come with you, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing as in business. You can't, you can't, it can't have all the ducks in a row. Like I, I love that. And I love the analogy. I always say that like we're in this long hallway, right? We're in this long hallway of life and there's all these doors that we can open. There are all the opportunities that are there. They're always there. Like we have options. If we always have options, we mm -hmm. feel like it sometimes we have options and we spend so much time looking at these closed doors, trying to figure out which one's the perfect one. Which yeah. one's the perfect one? I'll wait to figure out which, and then we open none and we just stand there. So you have to just literally open the door, make it happen because you decided that I'm not going to live this way anymore and then go to the next. Well, and I think the other thing to remember is there's no such thing as a perfect door. No, like, no. Life's not perfect. And yeah. that's kind of the beautiful thing about it. Like, yeah, it's, you know what? I, like, I, I, I mean, I can swear, but it's a fact that it's like, 
like there's shit behind every door. Like you're going to, you're, and, and, and guess what? You're going to open the door and there's another door. Like there's lots of stuff behind every door. There's no perfect door, mm-hmm. but it's trying to think that we have to have it all put together and perfect before we even start stops us from ever starting anything. It stops us. And so you, I, to me, I look at it that you valued yourself enough to decide that, no, I'm not going to live this way anymore. I mean, really, like, let's just, we're not talking about you just feeling burnt out. We're talking about serious, serious health issues that you had to take notice of because mm-hmm. just couldn't imagine the path that it would take you on if you didn't. Well, and I think it's important for me to also share that, I don't think I was my best self at that time either. Mm-hmm. So like I am just as equally responsible for our relationship not working mm-hmm. because I wasn't my best self at that time. Mm-hmm. See, I love that. And I love that ownership that you just said there. And that's the, but if you're not in a great environment and you're not in a great space and you're not in taking care of yourself, you're not putting back into yourself, like feeding it with what it needs. How could you possibly be your best self? Exactly. Right. And if you're not happy and trying to make something work that doesn't make you happy, like, good luck with that. Like yeah. you're just not, you can't, it, I don't, you're not Wonder Woman. Like we can't fake that to that point. And eventually it catches up and the body just says, nope, that's enough. Like yeah. The body is an engine on its own, right? It's an engine on its own. And you might think you've got to figure it out and you can push and push and push, but the body at one point just says, nope, I'm done. This isn't going to work. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I worked on myself, worked on yeah. that relationship, but of course there's other relationships in my life. So family, friends, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, you know, as I was doing all this work on myself, I started to realize that some of these other, you know, relationships that I had, like friendships and family also weren't aligned anymore with what I was up to mm-hmm. and had to make some pretty tough decisions around, you know, weeding some of those people out of my life. And that's not easy to do because it's not like you can just call someone up and say, hey, like we're not friends anymore. No. You have to, you know, set up boundaries or learn to say no yeah. or just start seeing them less. Yeah. And so that, that, and I feel like that work is still happening for it's me. It's always happening. Yeah. I think it's always happening, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's always happening because we meet new people all the time. We can choose to have them as part of our life or we can choose as a, like they're from a distance. Like we choose who we spend that time and energy with. And some people will feed, like some people will feed us energy wise and they're good for us, but it's not like, they're not like the rah, rah. You can, they're also telling you like the things that you need, right? As we spoke about Sarah earlier, it's just that it's like, that it's not about like just making you feel good. It's like telling you what you need to hear. And that's hard. You have to be open to being in that space, right? As opposed to being around people who feed the negative energy and feed that because they want you to stay right where you are. Your growth is scary for them. Yeah, absolutely. I heard a saying once that you're the average of the top five people you spend the most time with. And that has like landed with me. Like that's like in my brain always. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it pretty much runs true for all aspects of your life, whether it's like health, nutrition, da, 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 um, personality, they even say income wise, they say like all those things that's that top five, because if you want to grow and create and do these things, but your group of five is all about, no, I'm just going to keep my nothing against nine to five, but keep my nine to five. I hate it, but it's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Then they're not going to get at all what you're trying to do. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you changed yourself, good nutrition, taking care of yourself, relationships. Is there any other things that you had to go through and do? Oh yeah. So the final piece of my overhaul was taking a look at my career and my geography. Mm -hmm. Um, So job and geography, I guess. And so um, fast forward a few years and I met my now fiance and he, Mm -hmm. I was still living in Toronto. He lives in Grimsby. And so we had had some conversations about me leaving my corporate job at that time because Mm -hmm. I started to experience some more health problems. And so, um, you know, I I didn't want what happened to me before to happen again. Right. And he's like, why don't you come move in with me? So left Toronto, left Mm -hmm. my job. And to share, he also has two children and two stepchildren. So all of a sudden I'm like stepmama four. So just (laughs) like a real casual life change, right? Just a little bit of a change, right? Yeah. A little bit of a change. Wow. So that was like the 
radical change that happened when I moved to Grimsby from Toronto. And wow. it was pretty funny. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm homeless. I'm jobless. I'm on <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You've got all the entrepreneur traits right there. You do. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then it's, I'll figure that out as I go. Yeah. Classic. That's kind of my mantra Classic. in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what? Do you usually? Yeah. Yeah, and, totally. And sometimes it's like, oh, that even worked out better than I thought. Like it's just because if we again spend so much time thinking and overthinking and doing nothing, nothing changes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow. So how long have you been in Grimsby then? Four years. Four years. So four yeah. years. Good decision then. Yeah, it was Very a great decision. decision. Good for you. So you, I mean, you I'm gonna guess that you have a fairly good sense of intuition and you know, you are, can trust yourself to listen to when you need to tune into those things. Yeah. I would say my intuition is pretty yeah. good. I don't always listen to it the first time. I've oh no, no. learned that mistake a few times. But. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We need to, sometimes we have to kind of get banged on the head in order to, yeah. Yeah. Realize that. So what, what kind of tips would you give somebody who is listening right now that if they're like, oh, I can actually see myself in her shoes as when she was describing her health and where she's at, like Mm -hmm. going back thinking what kinds of, like what kinds of tools or habits or things did you have to do on a regular basis to help you through those times? I think the first thing is like always listen to yourself mm-hmm. and don't listen to what other people are telling you you should or shouldn't do. Like right. you own, you're the only person who knows what's right for you. Yeah. So I would say that's number one. I would say number two is like, just go for it. Like do what, do what lights you up, do what you need to do. Don't overthink it. Don't hold back. Like just go for it. Just take radical action. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know what? I mean, I think that if, if people are listening and you're like, okay, I just, I can't even see myself doing that or that's whatever. You just have to go to a space of trusting that when you get into action, things can happen, right? Nothing can happen when we are standing still, like nothing happens. Everything. We just have the same, we have the same, which is fine. If you're happy, that's great but you're probably not. That's why we're having this conversation. So if you're not, then you have to listen to and go, okay, I need to make one decision. Like what is one decision today that I can make that can make a difference? I think fear also holds people back. Yeah. And, you know, I heard another saying somewhere where it's like, feel the fear and do it anyways. Like Mm -hmm. that, that's just it. Like it's okay to feel scared. It's okay to be afraid, but just go do it. Like none of us knows what we're doing. No one knows what they're doing. If they say they do, they're lying. Oh, like they're trying to sell everyone something. Everyone has it's a not. SWAT team behind them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> even though I'm a sole proprietor in my business, I have a literal SWAT team behind my back. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Good for you. I love that story. So you are in a spot now where, I mean, you've learned those things and you've learned that, okay, so now that you're an entrepreneur, like you are an entrepreneur, but now you're a full-time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. have you kind of went, okay, I'm jiving in full speed or have you really been able to set up some like regular hours and boundaries and things so that you can make that health a priority? Because it's easy when you work by yourself, right? It's, it's sometimes all of a sudden I look at it and go, okay, there went four hours. Like, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it it can be a slippery, slippery slope. slope. Yeah. So one yeah. of my biggest tricks is that I have a very regimented calendar. Yeah. I take a look at it every single Monday. Like I probably spend 30 minutes reviewing it and making nice. sure that I block off time for myself. Yeah. I literally schedule my workouts. I, I have reminders to like take my supplements, like my calendar. It looks awesome. really scary, but yeah. honestly, it's awesome. Like I have reminders set up all the time. And yeah, I schedule my me time like a meeting and mm-hmm. I treat it with the same level of priority. See, and that's the thing, right? You like you are scheduling all aspects of it. I'm like, I love Google calendars and the color coding and the things that I do. And I do the same as you. I like a block out and times of when I, when I'm doing where I don't just go, I think I'm going to do three times of a workout this week. I, they'll fit in somewhere because they won't, they won't fit in. You have to schedule it in. Absolutely. Because if you leave it to chance, it's not going to happen. So 
yeah, your time can easily be filled with all the things because as an entrepreneur, you're literally doing everything. So you have to schedule that time for you. I love that. And the other thing I'll say is that um, it's, it's the people around you. It's your tribe. So I really like have to hand it to my fiance, Daryl, because he is like Captain Fun and he forces me to have fun because I sometimes can get so caught up in work, I forget to have fun. And so um, on Friday afternoon, it was actually so cool. I think this was like my first like, yes, moment as an entrepreneur because we decided to go get some groceries and stuff because it was the long weekend coming up. So we wanted to get it over with in the morning. Right. And he looks at me and he goes, let's just go out for lunch. Let's just go have a beer. And it was like the best. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. let's do that. All of our work can resume when we get back home, but let's go have a lunch. And it was so nice. See that spontaneous side of it is just, that's awesome because that's not something that we all make time for. Right. So that's awesome. That's so awesome. You need, so you need a tribe of people that will push you to do that. Yeah. Tribe of people that will push you and a tribe of people that will also, I always find like pull you back down to say, you know what, stay grounded or yes, yeah. go for it. Like, you know, just that, just those people. But I totally, I would say my husband is my reminder to have fun. Like he just, yeah. he's, I can get to be really, I will have a really silly side. I have a fun side. I have a smart Alex side. But I just need the reminders to like have fun. Just let her just, come out every once in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let yeah. her come out every once in a while, right? Like yeah. let her shine. Let her show. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love that. So where can people find you and how do they order from you? And by the way, I have ordered a number of your products and absolutely love them. I was gonna ask this Yay. before I did this. Um, you know chapstick? Like yeah. the, kind of, the old chapstick that you put on your lips and people are going to be laughing, but the kind that you put on and it feels like a, a grease or an oil. It's like, you gotta, you gotta reply like every five minutes because there's something, what is that? What, what ingredient is that? That does that. Lord only knows. Do that. There's so Lord many toxic ingredients in, yeah. in store-bought chapsticks. And unfortunately, because of some of those chemicals, it actually, that's exactly what they're doing. It's, it's forcing you to use the product more. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, I just noticed from yours, like I don't have that at all. It's such a, I could really feel the difference between like just between, well, obviously, but could really feel the difference. So I was just curious on that. Yeah. I don't use any preservatives or anything like no chemicals whatsoever. It's literally like beeswax and coconut oil as a base. Awesome. And then I also use um, candle wax, which is a plant-based wax for my vegan bombs. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So where can people find you to order and to see what your stock and everything that you have? Yeah. So you can visit my website, which is lipservicebeauty.online. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on Etsy. So if you just go in the search bar under searching shops, you can just put lip service beauty, all one word, and my shop will come up. Okay. Lip service beauty. Yes. I, don't know if I have that one there. Dot online. Dot online. Okay. So that's the website. Perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm currently working with a broker to um, purchase the domain for .ca and .com. Awesome, because somebody it else owns it? Yeah, but it's not like a site. Like when you click on both, they go to nothing. So, so I'm hoping that my bro- broker can uh, secure those for me as well. That's awesome. I yeah. think that like there are people, that's what they do as a business, right? They go yeah. in and they just purchase domain names and then you have to buy that from them. Yes. Or something else. I was like, that's a business? Like people do yeah, I'm hoping it's not too painful. Yeah, hopefully it's not too painful. No, because I no, I love that. And your the process to order from you. See, I love supporting small businesses, and I love supporting like entrepreneurs, as opposed to like going to the drugstore and buying stuff. I I just a it's a, it's important to me that's good and clean, and b I love supporting small business. So you anybody who does order, it's like a great little package. It comes. It was fast. Your delivery was fast. It was expensive. Well, like, yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. That's Canada Post. I can't take thanks for that. But. No, but no, but I just, I just want to let you know, I just absolutely love that. So there's lots of things that people can, um, they can reach out to get that. And the brow um, balm is really neat for people, especially the women doing microblading. Yeah. So right? It's got cedarwood essential oil in it, which is really healing for the skin. And yeah. that's exactly why I created that product. Yeah. Um, but some women just buy it to keep their hairs in place or seal their makeup in as well. So okay, yeah, everything's kind of multifunctional, which is nice. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. I can't wait to watch to see all the things that you're um, testing and adding in too. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I like to ask um, a couple questions at the end and 
it is, the first one is, is what lesson in life? Like if you could go back to younger Annette, hmm. what message would you tell her? And it, you can pick any age. You don't have to, just curious. I think, you know, when I look back on my 20s, I threw myself into my career full throttle. And yeah. while that was good for some reasons, um, you know, I think I learned the hard way mm -hmm. more than once that you've got to slow down and still take time for you and yeah. like stop to smell the roses, stop to have some fun and like enjoy life. Um, so that's, I think the message that I would tell any, actually there's two, any mm -hmm. other one I would tell my younger self um, is save money, like be smart with your money. Mm -hmm. Because oh. when I had to, to uh, leave my ex and move out on my own, that was like a real awakening about how to be more financially responsible. See, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I know we, I know we talked about it and stuff, but it's, I know when I was younger, but I look at, like, I have a son right now who's in, um, working towards securities and, um, investments and, you know, he's like, mom, do you know how much this money is at like that date? And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Like, I mean, he's going to be like ridiculous. Like he's going to be doing, <laughs> but he, because you know what, starting at 21 years old and look, that's like, that's amazing, right? It's amazing. What yeah. His, got his goals exactly what he wants to generate what he wants to do what he's investing in and how he's how he does it and I just I just think oh if I could do one do-over that would be like to that point right that's huge oh yeah my stepson the other day was saying like they should teach finances in high school oh for be sure. a class. I'm like yes well, you know what they do instead is they, you get out of high school and you, if you go to any post-secondary, one of the first things they do is they meet you at the campus and here's a credit card. Yeah. Like that's one of the first things that they do. Here's a credit card. You have no job, no income. Yeah. And we're going to give you a credit card and yeah, we'll start with a $5,000 limit. And it's like, you know, they, like the numbers I was reading recently, some of these kids who are running it up, I'm like, of course they are because they're not, mm. they don't have like, there's just, there's no experience it's like there with that. like setting you up for failure basically. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Setting you up right from a young age. So I love that lesson and yeah. I agree. I would love to go back and give that lesson to my, to me and yourself. But, you know, we learn our things as we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the last question I'm asking you is what lesson in life are you the most grateful for? Hmm. I think the lesson I'm most grateful for is um, like my health and learning about how, you know, all the ingredients in your life really matter. So it's not just about like the food you eat or the products that you're using. It's about who you surround yourself with. It's, um, you know, the job you keep, where you choose to live. Like all of these are the ingredients of your life and every single yeah. one of them contribute to who you are and they all matter. And they all matter and it all makes, so you can, I mean, I love that you said that and I appreciate that because you can be eating super, super well. And, but you don't, don't exercise or take care of yourself and you surround yourself with negative people mm -hmm. or you can exercise like to your blue in the face and eat crap and then still surround yourself with people and you're still not in that state. So if you kind of feel like you've been beating your head against a wall and not getting somewhere, take, taking a look right at what are all of those relationships? Exactly. Like, how is that contributing? Um, you just, I just think it's, I mean, I'm assuming that you almost have this strange gratitude for what you've gone through because it, it almost looks like, I don't, would you, would you be with your business where you are now if you hadn't gone Who through knows? that? Right? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, so yeah, no, I am grateful yeah. for everything that's Scary. happened to me, good and the bad because it makes it, it's made me who I am. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does. And I mean, it's just, I think, I thank you for creating what you're doing because I think it's just as we, we really want to make sure we're clean with our food. I mean, being clean with our cosmetics, with facial lips, all those is, I mean, skin is the biggest organ we have, right? Yeah. The biggest organ we have. So it's so important what we're putting in. So thank you for what you're doing with that because it's absolutely, it's so important. Thank you. It's, it's fun and it's an absolute honor to, to create these products. I love doing it. Oh, I obviously can tell. I mean, you can tell and that's awesome. Well, I want, I can't thank you enough for being here today. And, I, and I'm going to put all of the information in the notes for everyone. And thank you for sharing your journey and what you've gone through and how it's propelling you and what you're doing and being so real with everyone so people can relate to your story. Thank you for having me. 
My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Thank you again. And everyone have a great day. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.